Welcome to Shift the Gravity, a podcast of Traders Point Christian Church where we talk about what it means to be followers of Jesus who shift the gravity of whatever room we walk into. Let's join the conversation. Well, hey, welcome back to season two of the podcast. Mm. And uh, we are here at the time of this recording. It is like mid-July, I think. Sounds about right. Something like that. So I'm here with Ryan Bramlett and as well as uh, our good friend Carson Wentz. Carson, good to have you on the podcast, man. Thanks for having me. What's it feel like to be on this side of the podcast? Because I know you listen to season one. Oh, yeah. Feels great. Feels great. (laughs) I've got... uh, uh, video to go with it now. Exactly. Um, yeah. That won't work well for me while I'm driving. But, uh, <laughs> uh, no, excited for uh, season two. It's been a uh, been a blessing in my life, especially going to work out in Virginia uh, every morning mm-hmm. on those drives. And I know it's been a blessing to other people as well. Well, I'm honored mm-hmm. that you listen, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So, have you listened to the other podcasts I sent to you? Uh, which one? I, like all the ones. I've seen. <laughs> I don't know. Way too many. Way too, too many. many. I'm Is catching that, up. I got a list though for the season, so it it'll, be, it'll be nice. It'll be nice. Yeah. Well, now you can listen to season. You can listen to yourself on season mm. two. Yeah. Yeah. And, wa- and watch. And watch. <laughs> <laughs> So that's great. This season, uh, kind of the big theme is we're talking about influence, which mm. really goes along with uh, kind of the whole flow of the podcast. We're talking, you know, shift the gravity. Mm-hmm. You know, we shift the gravity of whatever room we walk into. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're talking about influence, which uh, depending upon your definition of leadership, that's one classic definition of leadership is yeah. that leadership is just influence. And so therefore, uh, everybody is a leader in some sphere. So mm-hmm. excited for the new season mm-hmm. and some of the stuff that we've got uh, planned. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, today, I, I want to kind of kick that conversation off. But let's first of all, let's, it's kind of the middle of the summer. So what have you guys been doing uh, mm-hmm. with your summer? Carson, you just celebrated a yeah. wedding anniversary. Yeah, just mm-hmm. had my uh, four-year anniversary. Four uh, years. Wife surprised me with a trip uh, to Big Cedar Lodge in the Ozarks. That's a great place, um, man. Which I had never been. Um, yeah. So that was pretty fun. Uh, I got into golf about a year ago, so I we know. played golf every day down there and had a blast. Uh, we're on the jet skis on the lake. It was a lot of fun. Um, now just working out for a couple more days before camp kicks off. So yeah. working out, family time, golf, and uh, then the golf gets hung up. Family time gets about cutting about <laughs> yeah twenty percent. Uh, <laughs> and uh, full time full time gig kicks off. That's so, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When's camp? Uh, July twenty sixth. Mm. So man, yeah. yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah. So what does the daily routine look like in camp? Well, we get one day off a week, thankfully, mm-hmm. uh, which is needed. But six of the seven days, it's pretty much sunrise to sundown. Um, mm. It's a it's a grind. Uh, there's breaks in the middle and all that, but when guys get even an hour break, we're crushing twenty minute naps if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's exhausting uh, mentally and physically, but um, it's also much needed. You, yeah. you grow a lot as a team mm-hmm. um, mentally and physically, and um, it's it, there's fun moments within it. Uh, sure, don't yeah. get me wrong, but mm-hmm. um, it's definitely it's definitely tiring. The hardest part is just the amount of time you're away from your family. And yeah. I know last year for me, it was the last two years, especially now having a little girl, mm-hmm. um, now having two little girls, uh, that'll be even harder. Um, the family time, like I said, just gets cut way down. But um, when they come to camp and they come to practice and after practice and you're out on the field with them, um, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool experience. So uh, you find the, the joy uh, in the moments out there, mm-hmm. um, but it is a grind. It's a lot of fun at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you stay at there or do you, like, do you go home at night? So every year's been different um, since COVID. The last couple of years, oh, yeah. guys have been able to stay at their house. Mm. Um, 
but normally the first handful of years everyone's trapped in a hotel um mm. within uh, a lot of a lot of teams will travel um and leave their city i've been fortunate every team i've been a part of has mm. been pretty much close to home um so i've stayed home the last couple of years and um but there's there's options for hotels all that fun stuff but yeah. um the covid thing is kind of um, I think the new norm now is guys can stay at home if they want, uh, which is mm. which is nice. Sleeping mm. in your own bed can be much better than a, a hotel, hotel bed for a bed. month. Yeah. yeah. How's yeah. the team looking? How are you feeling? Feeling good. Yeah. Feeling good. Young team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably the first time I walked into the locker room where I said, shoot, I'm an old guy. Uh, <laughs> you know, Welcome to my world. But, but this was bound to happen at some point. Yeah. You know, I'll be 30 this season, uh, which which in our business mm-hmm. is, is definitely old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a young team with a lot of talent, um, and it's exciting. I think um, I think camp will be important for us just mm-hmm. because we'll be able to grow together as a team because we are so young and mm-hmm. there's some new faces, myself obviously being one of them. Um, but I think there's a lot of potential, a lot of potential, a lot of talent, and uh, it's going to be a fun year. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I've already got tickets for when you come back to town. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that uh, somebody's getting me on the field too. So I'm Really? Gonna, yeah. There you go. So I'm going to be there, and um, I'll be cheering for you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. I might even get a Carson Wentz jersey. Well, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Wear that, sport that. <laughs> Ryan, how's your uh, summer been? Summer's been great. It's it's different. Um, my wife is uh, very pregnant at this point, so mm-hmm. we're we're pushing 38 weeks. So the summer uh, has been pretty low-key, mm-hmm. um, hanging around here a lot, and then just really trying to soak it up, though, with – the older three and just doing a little some fun stuff around the house and around the city but yeah we're we're ready now it's mm-hmm. like got through um you know most of june now we're in july really anytime she could be having this baby so just wow you're on call right now on yeah. call right now um but no it's it's been a sweet season um our oldest is going into intermediate school so she's double digits now it's just like a very different season on one side like we were at dinner the other night for her birthday and i'm looking at her and she's 10 she looks 13 and then i look at my wife and she's pregnant and i'm like what are we doing why why?" (laughs) we were so close to you know moving in this direction but uh it's been a ton of fun man kids a little bit older it's just everything is so much easier and faster i guess so Mm -hmm. it's been it's been a good summer Mm -hmm. that's awesome that's great how about you uh, it's been a great summer. Mm. I've uh, I've been on uh, study break, so I haven't preached here since before, before Memorial Day. Mm. I did preach for a friend of mine in Missouri last week, and he does three services, and I got <sighs> done, and I was exhausted. Yeah. And I was like, I'm out of preaching shape. There's like a different thing. <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, to that. You know what that's yes. that's like. And there's like a physical, and then there's the emotional kind of spiritual side of it, which was crazy. Mm. Uh, and then uh, we took the kids uh, to Cancun, which is a blast. Mm. Uh, we went to this like all-inclusive resort, which they'd never been to. They'd been to one when they were little. Mm. but they're what 19 17 15 and 10 so this is like the perfect age for all inclusive because they were like i told them i was like knock yourself out you can get food anytime (laughs) anywhere you want okay they didn't believe me at first and so that was like literally um uh there's this like sort of like whirlpool thing in the hotel Mm. and my 10 year old she would go back to the room every night after dinner and order French fries and chocolate cake mm. and put her swimsuit and her goggles on, sit in the whirlpool, watch TV, and eat French fries and chocolate cake. What like, a life. This is vacation. Yeah, right a life for a time. It's like Home Alone style, but she's actually with you. Uh, exactly. So it's like the best of both worlds. So it's it's been great. It's been a good summer. So mm. I'm still, still enjoying it. Mm. 
Um, so let's kind of dive into the conversation. Uh, Carson, uh, talk a little bit about your journey into football. Mm. Um, you know, one of the things I love about you is just how grounded you are and continue yeah. to be. And like, is this a surprise to you that you would be playing in the NFL? Mm. Um, have the kind of platform that you would have? Yeah. Um, so it's funny, you know, I, I can remember as, as young as I can remember, I was playing ball. I was mm. playing football. Um, I even have a like fourth grade arts and crafts projects mm. that my mom still has that mm. it says, when I grow up, I want to be blank. And it was a professional football player. Wow. wow. Um, and so I was always the kid that would go to first grade recess. Mm. I brought the ball. I was mm. the captain. I was picking teams. <laughs> I, you know, I was, um, that's always been who I was and, and that leadership for one, but also just playing ball, like mm -hmm. as, as long as I can remember. And um, I remember the night of the draft, um, the night before the draft, excuse me, my mom sent me that. And like, it was just kind of an emotional, like, mm -hmm. this is surreal. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, I've always believed in myself, gone through a lot ups and downs. I was kind of a uh, undersized kid. And then all of a sudden I hit a growth spurt and mm. <laughs> just kept growing. Yeah. Um, and a lot of different things and injuries. And, um, you know, I was always Zach's little brother back in the day. My older brother, Zach was a very good athlete. Mm. And, uh, I still, there's clips of me and senior in high school touchdown Zach Wentz. And it's like, mm. no, 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 come on. Like I've been trying to make a name for myself. So it's just like, there's been a lot, um, it was kind of surreal, but I remember mm -hmm. that night um, before the draft, just kind of realizing, holy smokes, like life's changing mm -hmm. in a big way um, in pretty much every facet of life um, and influence being one of them, mm -hmm. just snap your fingers and changes. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's it's still cool. It's still, um, you know, surreal at times, you know, it becomes a job, it becomes monotonous. It's been now on my third team, you know, a lot of different moving pieces and it's a whirlwind at times, but it's still a blessing uh, in the midst of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, what do you think are, um, what's like maybe the biggest challenge? Like when you've got this many people kind of like, uh, watching you. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, it kind of seems like everybody in the world kind of knows who you are and you don't know necessarily yeah. mm. who they are. Like, how do you kind of stay, how do you keep yourself from going, crazy yeah because it would i would imagine i mean i experience uh, uh not nearly to the degree that you do but this idea i mean there are times whenever either people will say things to me that i'm like man that's way too kind and gracious i don't yeah. deserve that <laughs> and then there are other things that people say that are so mean and nasty and like i don't think i deserve that <laughs> Uh, I've got gone home to my wife at times and be like, who, who am I really? Mm, because yeah. I don't know that I agree with the people that love me. Mm -hmm. and I don't know that I or like say, mm. you know, really amazing things. And then I don't know that I'm as bad as what these people say. How mm. do you keep your head on, on yeah. whenever mm. there's just like that much pressure? Yeah. I mean, it, you got to navigate it. You know, I think, mm -hmm. you know, you, a lot of these guys, I mean, I was 23 oh. when, when my life changed like that. There's guys that, um, are getting drafted and their life's changing that aren't even 21. They can't even go to the bar. You know, they can't even yeah. go have a drink. And yeah. so you got to navigate it and navigate it quick and grow mm. up quick, um, I think. And so I think a lot of people, um, and early on, even myself, you start to like, you, you ask yourself who, yourself, who am I? You know, who am I and who do I want to be? And 
because the world will tell you one thing. People will tell mm-hmm. you one thing, the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more good that um, people can find if they want um, and the praise and the recognition. Mm-hmm. And they can kind of thrive off of that and, and feed off of that. And, and it's um, it fades. It fades overnight. And, mm-hmm. and I think for me, it's you got to navigate it through the word. And who does God say I am? Um, and so it's easy to get caught up in your identity being in the wrong thing mm-hmm. um, and and. For one, I think everybody can attest to that in whatever um, position they are in in life, job, career, everything. I think just being in the spotlight, that can just get magnified that much more, you know, because you want to just feel it makes you feel good. It can make you feel uh, a lot of different things. And it's it's fleeting, though. It's Mm -hmm. fleeting and it's worldly. And that's not what our uh, that's not what the word says Mm -hmm. that our identity is. And so for me, it's just staying grounded, Um, having a wife. Having mm-hmm. two kids, mm-hmm. that definitely changes those perspectives. Yeah, you married um, well, man. I, mm-hmm. I did. I mm-hmm. did. I'm very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those things can definitely keep you grounded. And then just navigating, um, even the last couple of years with trades and lots of things being said, written, mm-hmm. you know, things that I've had to look at and say, okay, well, kind of like you said, I don't necessarily think I agree with all of those things. Mm-hmm. But how can I use those as opportunities to grow? How can mm-hmm. maybe there is some truths that mm-hmm. some blind spots in my in my character that mm-hmm. I can work on, and maybe there's just little things. But but how can I be intentional uh, about who I'm serving, mm-hmm. God in, mm-hmm. in my profession in my career, um, but also just being true to who I am and who God's created me to be? Um, it's definitely not easy. There's a lot of things that get thrown at you, um, and and it is sad sometimes. You mm. see in a locker room, you see a lot of guys that are chasing all the wrong things, and mm. we can all get caught up in it for a day, for a mm-hmm. moment, for a year, for a time period. Um, but there's a, there's definitely a, a need for Jesus in that locker room as much as mm-hmm. anywhere else, and um, it's it is sad because there are mm. so many opportunities to chase the wrong things um, in in the sports world, especially yeah, that uh, you got to really stay in the word and stay focused on on who you are and who god says you are yeah i can only imagine yeah mm. and i just want to commend you man i mean even just uh, kind of watching somewhat at a distance and you know we've talked a little bit over the last year year and a half but you know even just like what you've walked through mm. um a lot of people would have i mean if i if i was in your shoes i'd be like in a corner like in a fetal position mm. you know it's like yeah. some of the things that i mean the pressure that you've been under mm. and the, yeah. kind of the scrutiny so i just want to commend you for that mm. um i don't know if i've told you that or not mm. but i just appreciate, I appreciate the way it. that you've carried yourself through all of that and and i think it'll pay off um i know you here on father's day you talked a little bit about your journey to faith and kind of how you came to know christ but um, talk about that a little bit and who, who influenced you and, mm. um, yeah. So I remember, um, I really don't remember, but my grandma was pretty proud of the story when mm. I was like four five, six years old, praying mm. the salvation prayer with mm. her. Mm. Um, <laughs> she loves telling that one. Mm. Um, but then I remember growing up in high school and <clears throat> really middle school, high school, I, I knew I was a good kid. You know, mm. I went to church with my family when I was younger, mm. um, I was a good person and I was trying to be good mm-hmm. um, and stay out of trouble and do the right things and um, would have checked the box as a Christian, but I didn't really know what it was that I believed. I knew mm-hmm. I believed in Jesus, but I couldn't have really told you what he did for me or mm-hmm. why or, or any of those things. And so I remember going to college and uh, one of our first practices, we, we go to stretch and my head's spinning. I'm away mm-hmm. from my family now for the first time. I'm 18 years old playing um, Division One football. There's a lot going through my head. Uh, I'm trying to learn a new playbook as a quarterback. My head mm-hmm. is spinning and one of the senior quarterbacks, Dante Perez was the name. We're sitting there stretching and he just goes, hey, bro, have you ever read the Bible? Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm like, 
this is not the time to talk about <laughs> have I ever read the Bible? Like yeah. I'm just trying to learn these plays. I'm trying to not throw the ball to the other team, <laughs> all these things. And but it was funny because I was definitely searching at that time. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people can um relate when you go to college, it's okay, it's time mm-hmm. to grow up. It's time mm-hmm. to grow up and, and make your own decisions and not be about what mom and dad say or what mm-hmm. mom and dad think, but to be about who do I want to be mm-hmm. and, and who uh what are what are, where do I stand on my beliefs and my values and everything. And so um I was definitely searching at the time in, in mm-hmm. that regard. Like, again, I knew I was a Christian, but I didn't know what that meant. Mm-hmm. And so for, for me, that next step was Dante Perez and I ended up meeting together uh, once a week. And we'd just go, I read through the whole New Testament in about three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would, I would throw questions at him. And it was just like my understanding of, of who Jesus was and also mm-hmm. what grace was, was just completely changed. It was no longer, mm-hmm. shoot, I don't have to be good enough to do this, which is what I always thought. Because mm-hmm. growing up, especially in North Dakota, it's just like, it's work ethic, it's earned mm-hmm. things. That's kind of how you're wired and it's how you're programmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that's not how salvation works. That's not mm-hmm. how a relationship mm-hmm. with Christ is. And so that was such a kind of mind blowing. And, um, you know, I don't have a moment and a lot of people say I hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. I have this moment of salvation. But for me, it's just that that semester is just like my faith became real. Mm-hmm. My, my my relationship with Christ became real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thank Dante Perez for being bold mm-hmm. enough to just throw that question out at me. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, he was discipling me for the next year. And mm-hmm. um, it's been a journey ever since. But uh, it was a blessing. Uh, mm-hmm. In that moment, my head was spinning. But yeah. but it was definitely a blessing and, and one I can look back and kind of laugh about um, and be thankful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's an amazing – yeah, I, I love it. And – I know you talked about that uh, during the Father's Day interview. Yep. So if there's anybody listening to this that hasn't sat down and listened to that interview, I'd encourage you guys to, to circle back on that one. But uh, obviously, Dante being a big one that you look back at your life, is like, man, this, had, this guy had some influence in my life. Yeah. Are there other people along the way that maybe you could look to and say, man, they also had a... A big part. They yeah. influenced me in a, an amazing way. For sure, yeah. I've, I mean, I've had coaches um, in, in those things, you know, football-wise. Mm-hmm. But I think spiritually, Dante Perez was a big one. Mm-hmm. And I think college was so cool and unique um, because we did have a team Bible study and mm-hmm. we did have opportunities on campus ministries and different things. Um, but I think we had some small groups in college mm-hmm. and I met one-on-one with Dante Perez the next year, Dante graduated and he kind of just like handed me off to oh, Danny wow. Lukey was another guy who's mm-hmm. now a guy I still keep in touch with who kind of mentored me. Um, and then there's a guy named Jeff Curtis. So I was being discipled by these mm-hmm. guys that I definitely looked up to and admired their faith and, mm-hmm. and just how they carried themselves and, mm-hmm. um, always happy, always joy. And I was just like, how can you always be mm-hmm. so happy? How can you always be so joyful, even though I know you're going through, mm-hmm. you know, an injury or different things and mm-hmm. uh, just guys that I still admire to this day. And and then I even look to my junior and senior year. And next thing you know, I'm meeting up with guys one-on-one. I'm leading mm-hmm. little small groups with, with guys. And it's just like, that's how, that's how we're created. Yeah. You know, that's how mm-hmm. God created discipleship. And, um, it, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it again because I can remember so many just dining room and mm. cafeteria conversations over the Bible, you mm-hmm. know, and just going through it with guys eating lunch, grabbing some pizza uh, for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour and a half. Sometimes you're sitting in there for three and a half hours yeah. talking through the Word. Um, and it's just, it's been... Mm. Again, that's how that's how God designed mm-hmm. discipleship. Mm-hmm. And I think of those college years, and sometimes I... 
I wish I still had moments of that in my life because mm. now being married and having mm. kids, those things are hard. But when you're in college, yeah. you're just you're you're living on the go. It's mm-hmm. easy. You're you're in the cafeteria three times a day, mm. all of those things. And so um, I look back in those just being very transformative years for me and growing and realizing how I grow a lot mm. through discipleship, but also how I can disciple others as well mm. through those moments. Mm. Um, and it's really cool to see. And I know it's still going on back at North Dakota State, yeah. uh, which I'm sure it's going on everywhere, but I just still keep in touch with some mm. of those guys. And um, it just fires me up because, again, that's how God designed discipleship mm. and how it should be. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the latest with the foundation? Talk a little bit about yeah. that. Um, it's been a lot of fun. It's mm. been a lot of fun. It's been the last couple of years challenging just in the sense of, wisdom you know Mm. with moves going Mm. on and now moving again and being traded and um different things just trying to have wisdom in terms of what we want to be about Mm. um i mean we know what we want to be about but where we want to be i guess i should say and how we want it to look and so uh the food truck here in indy food truck in in philly still still rolling still thriving i heard you were just recently on it i I was gonna tell you um, man it was uh, it was my first experience with the truck and it was unbelievable we were able to invite everyone in the shopping center, the apartments behind us, and your team does the best I've ever seen of like immediately connecting with people, having a conversation that's not weird, yeah. just getting to know them a little <laughs> bit. And then the food, you're, I mean, anytime you see it's a free item, yeah. you're like, okay, it's yeah. like peanut butter and jelly, a bologna sandwich. <laughs> this was like a chicken chorizo. Like it would have been something you would have at, at a like high-end restaurant. Like it was amazing yeah. food. But, you know, we were able to serve over 100 people, I think, and it was... Yep amazing amazing thing that you guys are doing oh, i appreciate that um we have a lot of fun with it actually after this going to a detention center here with the food truck and doing some cooking classes mm. um so just doing some fun things throughout the city trying to bless people um and then also we have our uh, sports complex in haiti which we're still getting updates mm. on which has been super cool um have you been able to get back down there or is it have still? not yeah. we have not we've uh, we've tried a couple times. Uh, my brother and guys with the foundation have tried a handful of other times. It's just been uh, COVID and then political unrest kind of going on over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of a blessing in disguise because, uh, you know, there might not be as many North Americans over there working, but the Haitians are just killing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're the, the, the sports complex is operating, it's running. Mm-hmm. You got camps coming in you got leagues you got these kids coming in with uniforms and mm. referees with referee outfits like Love stuff it. we take for granted but mm-hmm. like you don't see that stuff down yeah. there you don't see that down there there's a big turf soccer field that sticks out like you can google maps mm. i literally google maps the other day because it's been updated now and mm. i'm just like hey there it is <laughs> like it just sticks out like a sore oh, thumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's just this big green turf field and so that's been really fun to see and i look forward to getting back down there whenever the heck we can mm. Um, and then we got our um, outdoor ministry, which we actually just had our camps back in North Dakota uh, for kids that have gone through different things and, and different illnesses or still going through things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get them in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. We get them in the outdoors, take them on hunting, fishing trips. And um, then we have a team of people that are um, praying with these kids and going through devotionals with mm-hmm. them. Um, and then we just had a camp this summer a couple weeks ago that we got all these kids together did outdoor activities, did, you know, worship nights every mm-hmm. night, did uh, a little message or sermon. And my wife and I were able to be there for a day, which was a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just really cool for these yeah. kids to feel celebrated. It's, it's in a way, it's like summer camp. Mm-hmm. 
but it's taken to a whole new level because these kids mm-hmm. have gone through something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it makes their hearts receptive to mm-hmm. something different because they've seen the other side that most mm-hmm. kids don't. Yeah. Um, and so some of the stories still give me goosebumps just thinking of these kids that you know have, have gone through something and now are like not only just changing themselves inside, mm-hmm. but I hear their parents. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm taking my dad now to church mm-hmm. or, or different things that you're just like, this is so much bigger than just this little yeah. hunting trip or fishing trip or camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, eternities are being changed. And so that's been really cool. Uh, so those are the couple things going on, you know, nothing really new on either mm-hmm. of those, any of those fronts, but um, it's been a lot of fun. And it's mm-hmm. something for me, I think my wife and I just get caught up in just the everyday uh, life that we have and just, transition and we're always so busy that mm. when we actually can reflect on it and think about it, it it's really cool and kind of inspires us to just keep it keep it rolling yeah mm. well, i love all that and everything mm. you guys are doing um have you given much thought at all to like life after football um <clears throat> and if you haven't that's fine but mm. i just wonder like what like what do you no, think <laughs> like, it's a great question i my wife kind of gives me a hard time because when I get like on something like mm-hmm. I'm like full full mm-hmm. speed ahead just like I am with golf now as mm-hmm. of the last year um, she's, I was like honey we need a golf simulator because I need to practice she's like, <laughs> like this was like simulator. after golfing three times yeah. she's like just give it I'm like honey yeah. do you know how I am like yeah. I'm full I'm all in when I'm all in mm-hmm. and so um, I've thought about it um, mm-hmm. a little bit but then at the same time you know I'm very um, I plan a lot I've always mm. been a forward thinker, and I think sometimes to my detriment, mm. I think there's times that I think I said it in the Father's Day, just like to be in the moment, be present. And yeah. I think mm. that's something that sometimes I've maybe missed, and, and I'm always thinking of what's next and mm. um, how can I just be present and be intentional with where I am. So I have a lot of things going on in my head of, sure. of the, what the future could hold. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'll stay busy because mm. I don't sit still well, and mm-hmm. I'm always go, go, go. Um, what that exactly will look like, I don't know. I mean, mm. It'll definitely be in the outdoors in some way, uh-huh. um, mm. whatever that looks like. But, um, yeah, I, I've always had a niche uh, for design and different mm. things. I went to <laughs> I went to school to be an architect, for, and that lasted three, four oh, really? weeks. Mm. Bailed, <laughs> bailed on that. Um, but ever since then, um, since we've done a lot of different renovations, done a bunch of projects, some investment projects, and I've designed a handful of different things mm. that, like, I don't know. That's like therapeutic for me. Like mm-hmm. I sit by the fire and I'm just drawing on my iPad, like little CAD iPad program mm-hmm. deal. And, um, I'm sure it'll be something with design, something with mm-hmm. that, um, mm-hmm. something in the outdoor space. Um, but we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah. 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 It'll be great. Yeah. yeah. I can totally relate to that though. My wife is always being like, Hey, would you just be in the moment? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm such a future oriented. Yes. Thinker. Yeah. So I can get that. Uh, I'd love to throw out, uh, just, a topic to kind of go back and forth with both of you guys, actually, um, with the difference between influence and authority. Like, uh, I hear from a lot of people that talk, especially kind of younger, kind of coming up, like, I can't wait until I have the authority. So in, in a lot of people's minds, leadership means you have the authority. Mm. But I know one definition of is leadership is influence, which is for everyone. So how do you kind of differentiate between the two within your kind of leadership style? Um, what does influence look like? And is authority as much as it's cracked up to be? Is it as useful as, you know what I mean? Is there ever a spot where, you're, <laughs> where authority actually does anything? Well, that kind of surprises me that you're saying that like you're talking to younger 
yeah. leaders that can't wait till they have authority. Yeah, so that they can just say, this is the way it's going to be, and then everyone's going to follow what I say. Yeah, and I don't have to wait. for a rude awakening. A rude awakening. Yeah, that kind of surprises me. I think especially in the um, cultural climate that we live right mm-hmm. now. Because in many ways, it feels like if you are in a position with any sort of authority, mm. almost everybody looks at you with a skeptical mm, eye. Yeah, for sure. It feels like uh, it's like sort of like open season mm-hmm. on leaders. So, um, you know, I would like hold that like very loosely. Mm-hmm. I think if you have to say, man, I, I either can't wait till I have authority mm. or I have authority and I'm going to exercise it, you're, mm. you're automatically going to misuse it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't necessarily demand mm. influence. Mm-hmm. Um, influence is one of those things that um, it, it happens by um, putting yourself in a position where you're very open-handed and you're actually giving it away. Yeah. You're actually trying to prop people up. I think uh, I think I've mentioned it before that I might have mentioned it last season, but it was it was when I was in my early 30s and had just stepped into the role here, which felt like I was in way over my head. Mm. Like when I first got to Trader's Point, I was like. People are like, what's your vision? Mm-hmm. I was like, don't kill it. <laughs> That's my vision. And um, but I remember going to a conference in Atlanta where Andy Stanley, who's a pastor at North Point, uh, said, at some point in your life in leadership, you'll realize you're the most important person in the room. Mm. And I was sort of stunned by that. Like, well, that sounds arrogant. Yeah. But he said, you know, Jesus himself was the most important person yeah. in the room. And he washed the disciples. Mm-hmm. So he's like, your, your uh, responsibility in that time whenever you do get quote unquote the authority mm-hmm. or whatever you know position that you're kind of thinking what you do with that mm. um will determine your influence mm. like are you going to keep it for yourself are you going to give it away to others mm. i don't know carson what do you think yeah i just think <laughs> i think if my influence is ever mistaken for authority i'm doing it wrong Ooh. you know i think that's again i think of authority i think of rules i think of mm. setting this is mm. how it's going to be this 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 and it's like who wants to follow that? Mm. You know, I think you grow up as kids. It's like, mom told me this rule. Yeah. How can I just skirt that? Skirt yeah. the, I see that with my two year old right mm-hmm. now. I saw it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, I told you this and she just like looks and I'm like, yeah. Oh my goodness. And, and that's, no one wants to follow necessarily authority, Yeah, but mm. people want to follow people that are mm-hmm. influential and are giving them something mm-hmm. worth following. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, and, and Jesus gave something worth following, obviously by serving others. Yeah. Um, and that was the model. I think that he modeled um, the right influence, but I think you can abuse authority. You can abuse influence. Mm. Um, but I just think if, if, it, if I'm looked upon as the authority, I don't want that. Yeah. I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing something wrong. There are moments that you have to have yeah. authority. Yeah. You know, I think as a leader of something, you're going to have to hold people accountable. You're mm. going to have to put your foot down on mm. certain topics. So let's, I'm not saying that it's it's never that. Yep. But again, it has to come from a place of love, and that's where the influence is more important, far more important. Um, I, I don't know. I just think of I, I never want it to be mistaken yeah. as authority. And and I've probably been victim of that. Mm -hmm. I've probably done that too many times. Mm -hmm. Uh, I definitely fall into that trap at home with my daughter. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, you know, you need the authority at home. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, when it comes to leading an organization or leading a group of people, especially a group of men, uh, authority is only going to take you so far. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. far. And Mm -hmm. it's not going to – no one wants to follow that. No one wants to to be encouraged and be inspired by somebody who's just – putting the hammer down, putting the law mm-hmm. down all the time. Um, you got to have a little both um, at the same time. But um, 
Yeah, you got to model it the right way. And I'd love, even so, like for you, I mean, going from Philly to here and out of Washington, of like stepping into a new place with a bunch of people, um, what are some of the things you do to kind of gain influence with with new people? Um, Yeah, what does that look like? I just want to be intentional with them, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, And that's something I think that I've had to grow in. I Mm -hmm. think I'm very... Mm -hmm. um, I'm very wired in type A, like I'm going to do my job and do it to the best of my ability. And, and I'm thinking it's all my job. Well, mm. my job description isn't necessarily to be a friend and be mm. all these things, mm. but sometimes, you know, you can miss those things because I'm doing my job. Yep. Maybe I'm not the most intentional friend and I'm not the best teammate in some of those ways. Mm. And so mm. um, just how can I be intentional with each and every guy and know mm. that they, that I care about them, mm. you know, whether that's, you know, going to lunch or just staying in the cafeteria an extra 30 minutes mm. or um, just shooting some texts on guys birthdays or are getting together with guys it looks different for everybody yeah. um but i think as as guys sometimes we can just go 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 but you get a text from a guy that's just encouraging out of the blue like that means something mm-hmm. i know it means something to me mm-hmm. for, from guys that i actually care about and yeah. um that i care what they think and i care those things and, and have that relationship with and so for me it's just how can i be intentional with each and every guy um mm. how can i get them together how can i let them know that yeah. that i care about them yep. um and then at the same time you know show who i am by by my actions you know mm-hmm. i'm gonna show up to work on time i'm gonna work hard i'm gonna put it all out there i'm gonna put it on the line and, mm-hmm. and i'm gonna back it up and not mm-hmm. just be kind of a go with the flow yeah. you know hide back i'm gonna say one thing but not be yeah. about it yeah. um and so just let my character kind of show through it and all of those things but but again i think guys just want to know that that you care about them yeah. um mm-hmm. and i know some guys that's maybe a little too um emotional mm-hmm. uh, we don't want to talk <laughs> no, about no. that especially in our locker room and yeah. you know you got a bunch of big strong athletes and guys that think you can just get through things but to be uh mm-hmm. let your guard down a little bit yeah. and be vulnerable mm-hmm. with other other guys um that are going through very similar stuff mm-hmm. um i think it can change kind of mm-hmm. the dynamic and break some walls mm-hmm. and, you know break some barriers knock some walls down and and have some real conversations that that can follow yeah. whether it's the next day the next year the next month um whatever that looks like it's been uh, it's been cool though uh, i enjoy building those relationships mm-hmm. i enjoy um for me, sometimes stepping out of my comfort zone yeah. to do different things or to have different conversations. And um, it's been really fruitful, though, at the same time. That's great, man. Because, yeah, I think, do you care about me is a question that authority alone will never answer. Like, just because yep. you have a position, but taking those intentional steps to yep. show that, no, I really care about you, yep. encourage and love, mm-hmm. that's that's really good, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that, you know, any leader who has a team, a team so to speak, um, whatever that looks like, your team at work, um, the, the team on the field, uh, the people that you're working with, um, if they feel used by the leader, yep. then that's just a recipe for disaster. Mm. Um, and I think that uh, uh, if you, you've got influence on other people, I think, I think if you're in a position of quote-unquote authority, mm you're going to be the one to accept responsibility. You're going to share the credit and you're going to take the blame. You're mm-hmm. not going to blame others. And I think, you know, leaders, uh, if we see, if we start blaming other people for mm-hmm. results, that's, I was watching, um, on Netflix, the F1 documentary series, mm-hmm. you know, all the F1 drivers. Yep. It's fascinating to me. The drivers that seem to be the most like successful are the ones that share the credit with their team mm-hmm. or if they make a mistake, they're like, mm-hmm. Hey guys, my bad. Mm-hmm. And the drivers that are really struggling are constantly blaming. Yes, you know, yeah. like they're you know, you, you, when are you guys going to get this thing right? And mm. you can just see it just demoralizes like the mm, whole team. Yeah. So that's good, man. 
Uh, Hayes, we kind of wrap up, uh, Carson, just what would you say to, um, men and women out there that are, maybe they don't have, uh, the platform that you have, but they've got some yeah. sort of platform. Yeah. Like how would you just, uh, what word of encouragement? Yeah. Would you I mean, I think we all have a realm of influence. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I also know your influence can change overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say <laughs> I've learned that, uh, from in, experience, in yeah. a big way. um, but no, just be intentional. I think God's mm-hmm. given you the influence that you have for a reason. And mm-hmm. I don't think God's going to look look at you and say, oh, you didn't have a big enough influence. It's like, no, what did you do with that influence? Right. Um, and then how did you maximize it for me? This mm-hmm. is what God's mm-hmm. thinking. And so uh, I think, you know, it doesn't matter how big at, at, at any rate. It doesn't matter, but it's all about what you do with it. And um, how can you be intentional? I just think of... For me, you know, you can talk about, okay, you have this big a platform, all these things, but but I want to be intentional with one, one mm. person. I want to go to that locker room, and, you know, I even had this spring, like, okay, I'm driving, and I'm like, okay, God, I'll, give me one opportunity, mm. one spiritual conversation, one something. Mm. Um, and it's like that day, it was somebody in the training room, like it was that intentional conversation. Mm. I wasn't changing the entire locker room. I wasn't changing the entire organization. I wasn't preaching to everybody. Um, but it was just be intentional with one. Mm-hmm. And so I think we can all do that. Mm-hmm. I think we can all do that at our workplace, uh, with our family, with our friends, other relationships, um, and just being obedient with that influence, how, no matter the size, mm-hmm. and being intentional with each and every person individually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's how you can be intentional and how you can maximize that influence. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how many social media followers yeah. you have or this, that, and the other. Um, yeah. That all might sound pretty and all that, but just being intentional with one person at a time, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I think can go a long way. I love that. That's such great counsel. Mm. Anything else, Ryan? Not at this time. You have nothing else. That's great. <laughs> well, guys, uh, this has been a great conversation. Carson, thanks for carving out a little bit of time. I know Absolutely. that your time is really limited and you're mm. getting ready to start camp and all that. So appreciate you coming mm. and encouraging us and investing in the podcast, man. Mm. It means a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks, Seriously. guys. Thanks, man. Yeah. Hey, be sure to uh, like and subscribe as we kick off uh, season two. Share it with your friends. It helps us get the word out. And uh, we look forward to uh, a great season two on the podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks.